Hi, this is Rusty Turner, and I'm the editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and welcome to another edition of the Know the News podcast. Now, we usually don't talk about sports very often because our sports team does a great job with their own podcasts, but this week is a little different. The Arkansas Razorbacks renew a classic rivalry with a storied opponent Saturday when they host the Texas Longhorns at Reynolds Razorback Stadium. So today, we'll relive a few of those great Arkansas-Texas football memories with some folks who've seen quite a few of those games and one one who has actually played in some. Uh, there's plenty of other news to talk about in this weekend's edition of the paper, and we'll get to that in a few minutes, but first we're going to talk Arkansas-Texas football and the renewal of a rivalry that goes all the way back to 1894. There were a lot of epic battles between the two, especially through the 60s and 70s when both teams were national powers. My guest uh, today, um, the, my first guest today is Clay Henry, uh, who has some pretty vivid memories of many of those games. He's publisher of Hogs Illustrated Magazine, and he's a columnist for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Hi, Clay. Hi, Rusty. Thanks for asking. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for coming along. Also with us today is Grant Hall, and he's been covering sports in this region for many, many years. He was the longtime sports editor of the Northwest Arkansas Times. He also worked for the Springdale Morning News, and he's been hosting a sports talk radio show for more than 40 years in Northwest Arkansas. Welcome, Grant. Thanks, Rusty. All right. And also with us today is uh, is my friend Tom Ginn. He was an offensive lineman for the Razorbacks between 1976 and 1979, and he was a fifth-round draft pick for the Detroit Lions in 1980. He played against the Longhorns dur- during some of the most uh, the more intense years of the rivalry. So, Tom, thanks for being al- coming along. Thanks, Rusty. Thanks for having me. All right. So full disclosure now, I'm a UA graduate, and I'm a lifelong Arkansas fan who was taught from a very early age that Texas was the enemy. So I may not be entirely objective in this conversation, but I just want everybody to know that. But let's start uh, with, with our guest today. Uh, and I'm going to ask you guys to, to give me your most memorable experience involving an Arkansas-Texas game. Clay, can you lead us off? Yeah, and, and I'll... This, this goes back to when I was 10 years old and I wasn't there at the game. My mother and father were, and I'm listening to the game uh, as a 10-year-old in 1964, the year Arkansas won the national championship. Listening, of course, the games weren't on TV, and I'm listening in my living room, laying in the floor with my three brothers, uh, and the you know, I could go through the game with you, but the, the main memory was when the game was over, my grandmother, who was babysitting us, told us that we could go outside and get in the cars in the driveway and honk the horns. And we thought that was pretty cool and that, you know, we would be, you know, the ones in the neighborhood, you know, making the noise. And little did I know that that's what people did all over the state of Arkansas. When you we got in the cars and started honking the horns. You could hear it all over Meadowcliff, which is southwest Little Rock. But my wife, who was uh, living in DeWitt at the same time, said that they did the same thing. And everybody I've talked to, they honked their horns. I guess that's uh, that's close to tearing down the goalposts and going down Dixon Street, just and, honking your horns yeah. in your driveway. Yeah. And just for the record, Arkansas won that game 14-13. That game was in Austin, and Arkansas won that game 14-13. And Texas went for two at the at the end uh, to try to take the lead and, and failed. Is that right? That is right. Yeah. And so my mother is there waiting for my dad to, to write his story, and, uh, which takes quite some time. <laughs> and yeah. so she eventually went down to the spot where the two-point play failed, and dug up grass from the you know some sod 
and packed it in Kleenexes and kept it wet. My dad uh, replanted that uh, grass in the backyard, and legend has it that it spread in that that whole backyard is uh, from Memorial Stadium in Austin. <laughs> wow, that, that is a that is an awesome story. And for for our listeners who don't know, uh, uh, Clay's dad was was uh, Orville Henry, the 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 famous uh, longtime sports editor of the Arkansas Gazette, who who covered the Razorbacks for many many years. So, um, Grant, how about you? What's your most memorable uh, experience with an Arkansas Texas football game? Uh, you know, it's funny, Rusty, that night Clay's talking about everybody went, went out, all went out to the airport uh, at Drake Field. That's kind of what you did back then after big wins and welcome the team home, you know. And yeah. people, fans were out there on the tarmac and things you could never do now. But uh, actually, the next year probably was the one because in 1965, my dad, uh, Dr. Andrew M. Hall, put on the First Baptist Church sign football is only a game uh eternal things are spiritual nevertheless beat texas and this <laughs> this week uh 56 years later first baptist church resurrected that sign and, and they have it back up there again with his name underneath so that's been a lot of fun people taking pictures and stuff this week yeah. uh because my dad you know uh felt that people were just going crazy about this game you got to keep it in perspective but he was a huge arkansas fan also yeah, and just I'll, I'll just for our listeners, your dad Andrew Hall uh, was the pastor at First Baptist for a long time. He also wrote uh, columns for the newspapers for a while too. So uh, great guy. Huh? Yeah, and, and Arkansas won that game twenty-seven twenty-four. They were up, I think, uh, twenty to nothing. Texas came back twenty-four twenty, and of course the Razorbacks had the famous uh, drive with about four minutes to go, and and won the game with all those passes from Britton to Crockett. So uh, that that sign is one and zero against Texas. <laughs> so, well, we'll see. We'll, it, it, we're going to test it out this week. This week. That's right. Way. So, so Tom, uh, you might have a little bit different perspective. What's your most memorable uh, experience with play, with playing Texas? Well, uh, my first memorable uh, was actually the 69 shootout, getting to watch that on TV, you know, black and white TV and, mm-hmm. and watching that. And that was uh, uh, one that nobody ever forgets, but it was quite uh, quite a, I guess it set the stage for me as a young kid. And uh, I was able to play in three of the four years that I was at, at Arkansas. My freshman year, they moved the game to December, and I got hurt in October, so I didn't get to play in that game. And we lost that 29-12. That was Coach Broyles' last game. And uh, But uh, quite a few memories. Uh, the, in 77, our, uh, Texas came to Arkansas and had Earl Campbell, and uh, we ended up losing the game. But it was one of those – uh, games, I think uh, Steve Little kicked a 67-yard field goal, and even with seemed like 50,000 people, even though it wasn't quite that much at that time, uh, you could still hear him hit the ball. It was just like a rocket uh, gun going off when he kicked the ball. But uh, I remember that memorably. And uh, but my my senior year, of course, uh, we played in Little Rock and hadn't beaten them in a little while, and uh, we ended up. Uh, it was one of those bright, clear days and sunshine and a national tv game and uh, we ended up beating them uh, 17 to 14 i think i was in on the first touchdown uh gary anderson ran a uh, almost 30 or 40 yards or whatever in for a touchdown and we were taught as linemen to go in and celebrate with the running backs and and uh, congratulate them and everything so we kind of picked him up and <laughs> got him off the ground he was a freshman that year and very fast but uh, that helped us go on and win a share of the southwest conference championship that year so that was uh, that was a great day and I don't think anybody wanted to leave the stadium. I think it was still full yeah. a long time after the game was over. 
Yeah, I, that's one of my more memorable Arkansas-Texas games. I was a freshman in college that year, uh, was at the game, and, and I think the crowd stayed at least 30, 30 minutes to 45 minutes after the game. They, no one went home uh, once the yeah, game Yeah, that's ended. right. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, now, Tom, as a player, was the – you know, you hear fans talk about Texas. You hear Arkansas fans talk about the Texas game all the time. But, but as a player, did you? You know, was there something different about getting ready to play Texas uh, in in those days? It was. I mean, uh, you know, just uh, the surroundings. Of course, the campus and everything else was nuts. So you kind of figured something was going on. And so, uh, but uh, you know, you, you as a coach, you try to to teach your players that. Uh, you know, you try to treat each game as, a, you know, it's like any other game. You know, you just look at the opponent, you get ready for them, and you prepare and do what you need to do those weeks. But there's always that uh, certain game that, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what you say, you're still going to get fired up for that particular team. And, and uh, realizing you're always playing a top team in the country because Texas is always, you know, vying for the Southwest Conference Championship at the time. And, but uh, it wasn't uh, – uh, you know, it was always just, you know, you're playing a quality opponent. So, you know, who it was in New Texas. And so it was something, okay, we got to get ready for Texas. And hopefully you didn't overlook TCU before you played Texas because they, sometimes they could bite you as they almost did our senior year. Uh, but yeah, it, it was always special. Uh, tried to treat it, but you know, you always had to, uh, you always knew it was Texas. So, uh, mm-hmm. you always got ready and got to get up for it. Now, Grant, I know you grew up in Fayetteville. Um, was was the week before the Texas game? Was it always different around town and around campus than than a regular than a regular game? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was thinking this is my sixty seventh year to watch uh, Arkansas football, and thirty seven other years of the old Southwest Conference. And I read today that Arkansas beat Texas in fifty one, seventy one, eighty one, and ninety one. You know, and the first in, in nineteen fifty five, Henry Moore. I, I read this today also. Uh, Rush for 125 or something is still the most rushing yards against Texas, but that game was in Little Rock. And so the first one I saw was in um, uh, 57, I believe, against Texas. <laughs> and then, you know, in 61, they kicked Arkansas pretty good. But all those years, you know, it, it was the game, and uh, Texas would play Oklahoma the week before. And a lot of people rooted for uh, Texas to lose that game. I always wanted them to win it so that they would be ranked higher, you know, when Arkansas got them the next week. Well, and, and that actually uh, uh, that actually happened uh, 1981, I think it was, is where Texas was number one. They 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 beat Oklahoma pretty badly. Came to Fayetteville the next weekend, riding pretty high. Arkansas lost a uh, a heartbreaking game to TCU, and that's the, that's the famous uh, 42 to 11 game. So Clay, what do you remember about that particular game? Yeah, and I I don't know whether. Rusty, this would have been the first play of the game, but it was really early in the game. And, and uh, Billy Ray Smith, who uh, Tom would tell you probably is an offensive guard, the scariest guys to play against were the ones that played about six inches off the ground because yeah. uh, their pads were going to be under your pads. And, and Billy Ray shot through a gap from defensive tackle position uh, between the tackle and the guard, and he hit the quarterback about – Oh, I think the quarterback had taken the snap and was about to turn around and uh, separated him from the ball, and Arkansas got the fumble. Now, it was pretty much all from the races mm-hmm. from that play on. I mean, that seemed like it set the die, and 
Arkansas, it didn't matter what they did offensively or defensively that day it worked. That's that's my memory of that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Grant, do you have any, any anything that stands out about that game? Uh, that's one fans love to remember because it was a – it was as as Clay said. It was a uh, it was out of hand early, and uh, Arkansas fans celebrated the whole game. So. Yeah, the wind was blowing. The ball swooped up. Uh, the, the play Clay's talking about. Yeah, I, we talked about it this week. It's interesting. Vernon uh, Tarver's done radio with us for a long time, and after the game, it's one of the first games he ever went to. And after the game, they were walking back up the hill toward their their home, and, and his father said to him, "Take a good look at that scoreboard. You'll never see that again." <laughs> well, you know, Arkansas beat them thirty-one to seven with Joe Ferguson one time in Little Rock, and and they beat them thirty-one to seven in the Texas Bowl when neither team was, you know, as good that year. But but that game, um, you know, Arkansas was at forty-two to three, and Texas put in a quarterback named Robert Brewer, and he took him really for eight points there at the end of the game. And doggone if they didn't come back and win every game and go to the Cotton Bowl that year. So even you know even in that glorious victory, wow. uh, Texas found something to hang its hat on. Yeah, I had forgotten that that Texas went on to win the conference that year, even after that 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 game. Uh, I also remember that game. That was when the goalposts got torn down before the game ended. Uh, so <laughs> that, uh, yeah, uh, the, the students were already on the field and they, uh, Texas was at the far end, try, at the North end trying to score. And the students on the South end were already tearing down the goalposts before the game ended. So, um, so someone asked Hunter Yurisek last week, Rusty, if they were ready for the goalpost to come down and he, he gave kind of his tacit approval because it was rice. And he said, let's wait the next week until Texas. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the SEC rules are on that now. but yeah. So, well, um, I, I, are, are we missing anything else? Are there any other any other te- Arkansas-Texas moments that really stand out to any of you that, 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 uh, that you think our uh, listeners might be interested in? Well, the, the 71 game with Ferguson to me was – I think it might have been the first one I actually was working in the press box mm-hmm. uh, for the Arkansas Gazette. I think I was the stat guy. Mm-hmm. And what I remember about that game was that it was pretty much a torrential rain. And Arkansas won 31 to, to what was it, 31 to 6? Is that right? 7, seven, I think, yeah. seven. And Joe Ferguson put on a clinic. And yeah. Uh, there was a AstroTurf field, but it was slick, and the Texas defensive backs could not stand up. And but it was sheets of rain. Uh, Lewis Campbell and I talked about uh, how wet the players were, and you know it was just a monsoon-like rain. I think lightning popped, and you know to, in today's game they would stop it. They would stop it because of lightning, but they played on, and uh, the fans did not leave. I mean, it was is nasty. And, um, I mean, it was ponchos and umbrellas. I don't think you can have an umbrella in the stadium now, but they, they did. And I don't think a soul left, you know, Clay at halftime, the, it was 21 to seven, I think in television they interviewed Frank Broyles. And usually you're expecting the coach to say, oh, we got to go out and stuff. He said, how sweet it is. <laughs> and those, two of those defensive backs he's talking about, I don't, I don't think we're on the Texas roster the next week. Uh, Daryl Royal made some adjustments. <laughs> so, well, Tom had mentioned, uh, he mentioned the, the big shootout game, the 1969 game. And uh, that's really my first memory of, of an Arkansas-Texas game. Um, <clears throat> my family lived in Fort Smith at the time. I was about eight years old. 
And, uh, of course, President Nixon came to the game. It was the only game on. It was on national TV. Number one versus number two was a huge event. And uh, um, my parents got my sister and I out of bed early and took us down to the Fort Smith uh, Regional Airport so we could watch Air Force One land. Uh, and see uh, President Nixon come off the plane and walk o- and then went over and got on a helicopter to to fly to the game in Fayetteville because Air Force One couldn't land at Drake Field <laughs> in those days. <laughs> so, so, so that's uh, and and you know at to that point I really didn't pay a lot of attention to football, but I did watch the game that day, and uh, uh, of course it was a heartbreaker for Arkansas fans. But uh, that's my earliest memory of it. So. Rusty the the. White House press secretary called our house that week and asked my mother for her four tickets. (laughs) And uh, she said, not no, but hell no. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I think she's a yellow dog Democrat. She wasn't going to she was not going to give her tickets to a Republican president. I don't think it would have mattered who was president, really. I mean, nobody was giving away tickets to the president for that game. Yeah. You know, Rusty, when the helicopters landed, uh, about five or six of them, because there was, you know, uh, Arkansas was doing really well early in that game. People barely noticed the commotion down there because they were so excited Arkansas was taking an early lead in that game. Yeah. So. That- well, I was going to say one more thing here, just uh, in this, my senior or uh, junior year. We played at Austin, and uh, Dan Hampton and Jimmy Walker were All-American tackles. And uh, we always noticed that the Texas offensive line were fond of holding. They were holding uh, all the linemen all the time. So uh, we had, at that time, they gave us these mesh jerseys, which were new at the time, but they would just stretch all over the place. So Dan Hampton and Jimmy Walker both went in with tearaway jerseys. <laughs> and so, so they had to send them out because the offensive line has already ripped them off of them. They're already holding. So that was kind of one of those things that uh, it was kind of funny. But, uh, but uh, yeah, they we they proved their point. For, yeah, for sure. But that was kind of fun. So well, they got three holding kind of calls last week too. So that maybe that's yeah. Uh, there's a, yeah. Well, yeah, I, that's wonder, right. I wonder if they still have some of those mesh jerseys uh, down there at the north end zone. They can they can hand out this week. So. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, so. All right. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun for me. I really I really uh, have enjoyed having all three of you on to talk about some of these great memories and uh hope uh, hope uh, tomorrow uh, some more get created. So, thanks uh, thanks very much to my guest. It's Clay Henry, the publisher of Hogs Illustrated magazine and a columnist for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Grant Hall, uh talk radio host and longtime sports writer and sports journalist in Northwest Arkansas, and also Tom Ginn, former Razorback, who played for the Razorbacks uh, in uh, 1976 through 1979. Gentlemen, thank you very, very much for your time, and uh, go Hogs beat Texas. Thanks, Rusty. Great Thanks. talk to you guys, too. Appreciate it. It's not all about football this weekend, though. Check out a number of our other important news stories coming your way in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Hey, if you like those speed bumps and traffic circles to slow down traffic in neighborhood streets, you're in luck because Fayetteville's going to add some new ones in response to constituent complaints. Northwest Arkansas Community College now offers a bicycle technician's lab. It's part of a job training program at the college created with the help of a grant from the Walton Family Foundation, and we'll tell you all about that this weekend. Speaking of bikes, down in Van Buren, city leaders have designated part of that city to be included in the Bike Route 51, a proposed continuous bike trail that runs from Missouri to Fayetteville, and this move will uh, will potentially extend it all the way down to Van Buren. 
Saturday, of course, is the 20th anniversary of the September 11th terrorist attacks on New York's World Trade Center and on the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. We've been bringing you stories all week about the attacks and the aftermath on local residents and the national scene. And this weekend, we'll continue with that coverage, including reader remembrances of that day, September 11th, 20 years ago. All of this and more will be part of our weekend editions of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Our subscribers can access it all on our smartphone and tablet apps and at our website, nwaonline.com. If you're not a subscriber, you can be by clicking on the subscribe button on our website or by calling us at 479-684-5509. That number again is 479-684-5509. And if you're a fan of our weekly Know the News podcast, please subscribe. All you have to do is click the button on your device. And we'll be back next Friday with another edition of Know the News. Know the News.